Welcome back to the Thermodat Podcast. I'm your host, Jayden Miller, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Tyler Woodward. How are we doing today, Jayden? I'm doing well. So to those listening, I want to give you a little warning. We, this is our first time using this new podcast setup. Um, if you're watching the video, you can see uh, we got some cool new chairs and stuff, but uh, the audio might be just a little bit off while we're just ironing out some of the technical details. So I apologize in advance if anything messes up. But on the bright side, we're in our office, so we'll be back on our regular shooting schedule. So uh, let us know how it sounds and if you guys like the new setup. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to be talk about, talking about getting back on track. Getting back on track for thermo, correct? Thermo, life, working out, pretty much everything in general, but mm -hmm. thermo for sure. I think one of the first things to address here is like, it's okay that you got off track in the first place. Like it happens. Um, life is going to come at you. Sometimes you're not going to be able to have the chance to stay thermo. Um, sometimes it's, you know, you can't afford to be thermo and you just have to do the best that you can with what you have um, at those points. And, you know, whenever you have the opportunity to get back on track, um, take it slow, do it right um, and enjoy the process. Yeah, I think it's important to recognize that you don't necessarily need to get like back on track a lot of times, too. It's just like making the best decisions with what you got. Mm -hmm. So it's like maybe sometimes you need to or you want or choose to make the decisions to be not thermo for the enjoyment of life. Like you're at a wedding and or you're at the beach. I just came back from Jersey. It was down the shore. I was definitely not eating the most thermo foods while I was down there. But I mean, so is life. Life's worth living and you got to do that. And sometimes that might mean sacrificing a little bit of some health points for some fun and entertainment and lifestyle enjoyment. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And it's also, I think, worth mentioning that, you know, there's going to be ups and downs in this journey. And as long as you're consistent over time, um, that's what's going to make the biggest difference. And uh, as long as you're incrementally making changes that can get you towards where you want to go, um, that's going to be good. And then also realizing that it's a never ending process, like the relationship that you have with this kind of lifestyle is perpetual and it is going to, there's no end goal there. Like, um, I think a lot of people, they have a certain goal weight in mind. They have a certain amount of muscle they want to build, um, or, you mm -hmm. know, certain lifts that they want to hit and stuff like that. And they see that as an end goal whenever in reality, it, it's a never ending relationship and it's a never ending process. So, um, you know, with something that is going to last forever, you can take your time. Yeah. I would say, I mean, I think there's kind of like not an end goal, but I'd say there's like more of a moving target, which I would say is, I mean, obviously to increase your energy expenditure or the amount of calories you can eat and burn as high as possible. But really I'd say a more concrete one is like getting your body fat as saturated as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that we all have to recognize that we're going to have to do that at our own pace. Like it takes four years to detoxify PUFAs and get it really out of the body. Um, and that's like doing a very heavily saturated fat diet. So the turtle wins, obviously. Um, not everyone is going to be able to only eat saturated fat. And obviously there's a lot of foods that are good for you, like eggs, cod, a ton of, I mean, even ground beef has fat in it. That's not purely saturated, very heavily saturated. So not, not all of us are going to eat fully hydrogenated coconut oil 24 seven. So it's about finding, you know, what route can you take to longevity? What route can you take that will saturate your fat fastest, but without, while you're able to maintain that kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. 
Definitely. So what do you think should be the first thing that people do whenever they're looking to get back on track? I guess it's probably looking at what they're least on track with, mm-hmm. like whether it's eating out fried food all the time, or maybe they're making like they have that snack that they just been craving and keep eating and maybe trying to find a thermo substitute or finding good things to cook, finding some kind of newfound inspiration to get back onto a healthier way of eating. I would say from my standpoint, like figure out what foods that you like, figure out a schedule that works good for you. So get into a good routine, get into a good mental space with that routine, um, figure out how the foods that you eat fit into that routine and how you can best um, align your eating patterns to that routine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you got a meal prep, start meal prep. And if you have time to cook, then, um, learn how to enjoy the cooking process. If you don't have time to cook and you don't want to meal prep, then make sure that you have thermal options available to you. Um, even if you have to go out of your way to get them, like it's definitely worth it. And as long as it doesn't derail your routine too much, then Mm. it shouldn't cause too much stress. Yeah. Also there's a contrarian viewpoint. You talk about this a lot, how like maybe go for when you walk to work or you go for a walk on a different route. Maybe if you've been stuck in this routine of being not thermo, you need to change it up. So maybe trying a new food that is thermo or cooking in a different way, or maybe like investing in something that will make your life easier. Like buying a rice cooker is huge. Maybe even a deep fryer, get some hydrogenated coconut oil and make some fried food or a smoker, make something that's like fun and changes your life up, spices it up a little bit. So you're not just doing the exact same thing all the time, or maybe you're a creature of habit. Like Jaden and I are a little bit. My dad is really like where you just want to eat the same thing over and over again. That's fine too. It's kind of figuring out what works for you. Yeah, definitely. And you know, if you're not by yourself and you have other people that you're worrying about, like bring them into the process, like figure out what they want and what they like and, um, figure out how you can kind of, um, get the best thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the times, whenever you consult other people, you're going to get better ideas than you would have thought, thought of just by yourself. Um, so that's going to be nice. And like, usually whenever there's more than one person involved, you're going to have to mix it up on a consistent basis. So, you know, putting in what you want plus what they want is going to give you a lot more variety in the process and keep people from getting bored with the food and stuff that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also found a new love for cooking recently. I mean, just making good food is just so satisfying. But if you are with other people, like maybe they can cook one day, you can cook one day, or maybe they clean, you cook, things like that. Like getting in touch with your food, I think is very important in that regard where it's like you understand like why you're putting everything on a plate together, that protein, carb, fat, like kind of balancing it out, being your own like little chemist, I guess. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And also like, whenever you're reintegrating yourself back into this type of lifestyle, take it slow, like do one thing at a time, whether it's just cooking grass fed beef and getting rid of poofas, like just make a goal of not eating any poofas that aren't outside of the thermo foods for an entire week. Like make that a goal. Once you hit that, um, assess and then, you know, figure Mm -hmm. out another goal that you want to hit for the next week. Um, while you maintain the one that you just hit. Uh, I think a lot of people try and dive into this head first and try and do everything at once. And it's really not sustainable and it doesn't last for as long as it should. Like it it doesn't last perpetually, like I said before. And because of that, people will get derailed whenever they um, 
become overwhelmed. Yeah. And I also think it's worthwhile in maybe investing a little bit of time in finding restaurants that are thermo approved. Um, a couple of big chains that I know are thermo approved are Buffalo Wild Wings and Smashburger actually cooks in tallow as well. Hmm. I think there's one more, isn't there? Um, does Buffalo Wild Wings cook all of their food in tallow? They cook the wings and I think the fries in tallow. Okay. Um, do you have to ask for that or is that just, I think, I think they just use tallow. Interesting. Um, I think there's one other big chain, maybe uh, someone will comment it, but like finding restaurants and they're obviously local ones that cook. There's a website. Do you remember what it's called? No, but we'll have it in the show notes whenever we post this episode. Yeah. It's like a, basically it's like a healthy fat website. Um, it's like real, real cooking fat, some of like that or animal fat. Some basically it's a list of websites throughout the country that cook in tallow and, and saturated fats, which is really cool. Cause I mean, obviously everyone enjoys going out to eat. And if you can go out to eat and find that process enjoyable and also not be, you know, sabotaging, like making it look like a treat almost versus like, yeah, it's still a treat, but it's not harming your health. It's not taking you back, back a step, it's improving your health, which is really cool. Yeah, definitely. And I would also say if you're someone who is good with negotiations or just kind of business savvy, um, then you might talk to the people who own the restaurant and just be like, Hey, like, um, I'll start referring people to this restaurant if you make at least one thermo meal. Um, that's something that I've, I'm going to start doing in Denver um, is going to these different restaurants and being like, hey, we'll promote you to all of our employees and all of the people that we know locally uh, if you have at least, you know, these mm -hmm. things in at least one meal on your menu. Um, and then possibly for our business, like looking to get discounts for the food and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be sick. Just getting some slowly but surely make some changes get some more thermal restaurants around here and everywhere hopefully mm -hmm. definitely so what's the second thing people should do one of the craziest things that uh has occurred to me recently is the amount of people that go into the gym without a plan mm. um i did it for like a couple weeks over the summer and it was like actually when i got back it was kind of just like i was transitioning gyms moving back to denver and i was just very unmotivated to do anything like I was just kind of looking around and figuring out what I was going to do next. And I mean, I'm pretty well educated in fitness. So I kind of knew what I had to do and how to get a job, but like knowing what you want to get done when you walk in the door and like what you're going to do in that workout where it's all, you know, set in stone before you makes a huge difference in terms. Cause you, you know, not only what you have to do, but you know exactly where you are in the workout, how much you have to get done, how many sets you have to do. Like you can pace yourself more. So you're not just killing yourself in that first set. Um, I think having a plan where a written plan and even maybe putting it in your calendar makes a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. I agree and disagree in a sense. Um, like I would say that for the inexperienced, having a plan is definitely something that you need and having a plan. If you have a definite goal in mind is something that is very important. Um, for me personally, like I've been working out for probably a decade now. And I think that something that has been beneficial for me, um, just to continue to work out and not get bored mm -hmm. is to change it up on a consistent basis and sometimes not going in there with a plan or, um, writing down what I'm doing right before I go in. Um, so I have a plan walking in and I'm not just kind mm -hmm. of like walking around the gym aimlessly, but, um, you know, still having that creativity and being able to mix it up. Um, keeps me from getting bored. Um, especially whenever, uh, I really don't feel like working out and I just go in there and I'm like, kind of go by feel, mm -hmm. um, that tends to be beneficial for me personally. Yeah. I could definitely see mixing it up being, making a huge difference in terms of your longevity as a lifter, just keeping yourself entertained and also 
benefits to changing different exercises, hitting different heads of muscles and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, in that same vein, uh, we'll probably talk about this in the next episode that we do, but, um, don't be afraid to change it up. Like if you've been lifting nothing but iron for a while, you know, don't be afraid to do some calisthenics and stuff like that. Um, the more experience that you have, the more well-rounded you're going to be in the long run. Um, so, you know, gain experience wherever you can, especially if you're bored. Yes, sir. Yeah. I like the always an athlete program that, um, I forget what he does. His, his Instagram is always an athlete. Oh, it's Max Marzo. And he does like basically hypertrophy program. And I don't think it's hypertrophy is that great, but I mean, he's pretty ripped. So who am I to talk, but he do, he's really cool with athleticism and vertical jumping. And I think so many of us train just in the gym for so long that like you try and do something athletic, like we've been playing softball and everyone's getting beat up. Like you need to do something outside of, you know, sitting at your desk eight hours a day and lifting weights, probably like doing some form of calisthenics movement, something athletic is going to be huge for longevity and just being able to, you know, I want to throw a baseball with my kids and dunk on them. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Definitely for sure. Yeah. And also, you know, having hobbies outside of just working out that keep you active is important. Like we have softball, me and you have jujitsu. Um, some of the other people in the office play like pickleball and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you have kids finding something for them to do and something that you can join in on and really get invested in with mm-hmm. them, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to give them memories to look back on whenever they're older. Um, you know, and it's going to keep you moving and keep you entertained as well. Get them coordinated too. Yeah. Bonus. If you can get outside and do something like I mean, pick a ball is cool. Tennis. I've started playing tennis. I didn't really start playing tennis, but it was my friend's house in Maine. He had a tennis court. And we were having so much fun. I was like, damn, this is, this is fun. Uh, snowboarding, uh, you can do jujitsu outside. I mean, running or walking, cycling, a lot of great things that you can do and get the added benefits of not only exercising and moving also added benefits, being in fresh air, vitamin D, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I have a tennis rack, by the way, if you ever want to hit the courts, Ooh, mm-hmm. it could be down. We gotta get Danielle to give us some, some pickleball. Oh yeah. That'd that be would, down for some pickleball. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, or some spike ball. Spike ball would be cool. Yeah. My ankle's a little sore right now. I don't know if I can play spike ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Diving out for the ball. All right. So covered exercise, covered yeah. diet. Um, anything else? Oh, I've got, what about sleep? This is a hard one. I feel like. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so I, I mean, I struggle getting back into a good sleep routine. Um, I think Jocko Willing talks about this a lot. He's like informing able seal. So if you want to fall asleep late at night, you gotta get your ass out of bed in the morning. Um, which is, is really easier said than done. Simple, but not easy. He also says that a lot, but getting, I mean, Jaden and I went to 6am jiu-jitsu today. I rolled out of bed around 5 30. I don't know. Jaden probably got up at like 2am to get ready. But, <laughs> um, that, I mean, I guarantee I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. I, I've been struggling with going to sleep. Uh, usually I can pass out, but I'm losing some weight right now. I think I'm a little stressed out. So I've been having trouble, you know, hitting the head, hitting the pillow and not being able to fall asleep as easily as I'm used to. But I guarantee tonight after getting up, getting my ass out of bed, I will be able to sleep like a baby without a problem. Yeah, definitely. I would say that's probably one of the most impactful and easy wins for sleep. For those of you who struggle with sleep is getting into a good sleep routine, like get your body used to waking up at a certain time and get your body used to going to bed at a certain time. Um, And, you know, if you're consistent with that seven days a week, 24, you know, 24 seven for 
even just a month, honestly, like your, your sleep patterns are going to align. Um, and if you do have trouble aligning your sleep like that, one of the things that I've seen some people do, it's not exactly the most thermal way to do it, but, um, you can realign your circadian rhythm and cortisol patterns with like, um, licorice root, um, or resveratrol cause they both spike cortisol. Um, so you can wake up and take both of those in the morning whenever you wake up. Um, that way your cortisol is kind of synced throughout the day and it's not spiking at night whenever it shouldn't be. Hmm. Would you say you could exercise and get a similar effect in the morning? Looks Probably. Yeah. Um, exercise and sunlight are probably, or some kind of movement and light exposure yeah. in the mornings is going to be extremely beneficial for aligning the circadian rhythm. Um, you know, if you're a night worker, the, um, cortisol alignment is probably going to be beneficial for short-term effects. Um, but I would also recommend just not having a night job because that's terrible for you in general. Yeah. It's really, really tough to have a night job. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can optimize it a little bit if you're stuck in that and you don't really have an option. Like you need to do what you need to do to make a living, obviously. And there's ways that you can avoid a lot of the detriments, but, um, ideally work during the day. Yeah. It's not easy. You gotta go out of the, your way to really make those optimizations too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think another thing, uh, that doesn't seem like it makes a difference at first, but prioritizing red light at night. So getting sunlight in the morning is huge because it helps set your circadian rhythm, just like Jayden was talking about. I think avoiding, and it's not just blue light. I think it's bright light in general, but I'm, I think you have red light in your room now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have one in my room and I honestly wish it was a little bit, uh, wasn't as bright as it is. But uh, like when you go, you, like my light's a little brighter than I'd like to be. And then I go into my bathroom and I'm, I'm going to get like a red light nightlight in it soon. And I turn on the lights and I'm like, oh my God. And mm -hmm. it used to like, I used to not care at all. It didn't bother me at all. And then I, I think when you get like, gets desensitized to it or sensitized to the darkness, it makes a huge difference. Red light is very um, parasympathetic in nature. Like it's going to allow you to relax. Um, avoiding blue light before you go to sleep and even reading in the red light. Um, that is phenomenal for getting your body in a parasympathetic state and ready to rest. Um, even journaling before you go to sleep from a mental perspective is very beneficial. I've experimented with this in the past and it's been beneficial just because like it gets all the thoughts that are running down, running around in my head down on a piece of paper. Um, so I know that I'm not going to forget them and I don't really have to worry about that going to sleep. I've also been able to kind of like solidify ideas and be a little bit more creative whenever I wake up because my mind is kind of like, I don't know why exactly it happens, but it's kind of almost like thought about those ideas subconsciously throughout the night, which is interesting. Do you go back to your journals at all? Like the next day? Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes I'll have like tasks and stuff in there that I need to accomplish that I might've forgotten about during the day or that I thought about after work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. My friend sent me a video. I haven't watched it yet. It just reminded me of it. I think he changed out. Maybe it was um, watching TV with journaling every day for a year. And uh, I thought that was a really interesting concept. I feel like journaling and writing in general, I was listening to Jordan Peterson. He was talking about like the bet if you want to improve your ability to speak, write. Cause there, or even if you want to prove your ability to think right, because there's no, there's no real difference in writing and thinking other than the physical action of writing, mm -hmm. um, which I thought was really interesting. And I mean, I write for a living a little bit. Jaden writes here and there, um, in journals. Um, but I think a lot of people just, you know, other than emails and texts, which you're not really writing, 
uh, could be so beneficial. And also what Jayton said, getting your thoughts down and getting them out of your head, probably Mm -hmm. very beneficial. Yeah, it helps with linear thinking. So you can think a lot more clearly and stay on that specific thought for a lot longer after you've written about it. Yeah, I've been trying to read every night, at least one chapter, like around 30 pages, and then trying to read in the morning. Um, that's been, I really enjoy reading and like doing it in the morning for whatever reason makes me way more likely to return to it at night. And I also think that after jujitsu, especially, it's just a nice way to start your day. Like kind of, I'm reading a Carnivore MD's book right now, The Carnivore Code. And it just, you know, it's a good way to get your mind under thermo or get out of, you know, whatever your work is, which I guess my work is thermo. So maybe don't read that book, <laughs> but, uh, doing something like that, where it just, you know, takes you to a different place, gets you creative, gets you thinking about other things that you might not be thinking about regularly. Yeah, definitely. And for those of you who don't like to read, um, I would encourage you to use different forms of books like audiobooks. Um, you know, you're listening to this podcast, so you probably have the ability to listen to an audiobook. Um, and if you're not really into reading in general, you just haven't found the right book yet. Like still experiment with books. If you've read nothing but fiction or nothing but nonfiction for a while, switch over to some fiction for a little bit, kind of, um, let your mind be in that creative space and that imaginary space. Um, it'll be beneficial for you. I know that Ben Greenfield, actually, he will only, he'll do his nonfiction reading at the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day, before he goes to sleep, he'll do his, um, fiction reading. Um, so it kind of helps his mind relax and get into an imaginary state for dreaming and stuff like that. I might try that out. It's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to mix it up though and read like, I mean, the last couple books I've read have been nonfiction, but I think it's good to do some nonfiction, some fiction, or at least some like maybe less like scientific books and more like creative and also just like looking at books for how they're written. I think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, some of the fiction books that I've enjoyed, uh, The Alchemist is really good. That's a classic. Um, John Steinbeck is another really good one. Um, Dostoevsky. A lot of these are like philosophical fictional writers so mm-hmm. they they write stories that have philosophical uh essence to them so to speak yeah i want to read pride and prejudice what's his other book dostoevsky um he has a lot so there's the i think it's the brothers of karamov is that the one peterson and uh was talking about and uh yeah friedman? lex lex friedman and jordan peterson said that the i believe it's the brothers of karamov they said that there's a very good argument for that being the best book that has ever been written um so that's definitely on my list. He also has Crime and Punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard great things about that. Yeah. I'm Right now I'm reading East of Eden by John Steinbeck. Okay. That one's been pretty good. Um, it's it's a slow burner. It's super long, but there's been some good points that has made the time worth it. I just finished 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson, which I guess is technically not. I guess it's not it's not fiction, but it's definitely not nonfiction. I don't know what it is because it's self-help. Mm-hmm. So I guess it would be nonfiction. But I'm looking to read more philosophy books which I guess is, I guess it's not fiction. I don't really read a lot of fiction anymore, but I guess it's more catered towards fiction. Mm-hmm. Definitely the nonfiction. I want to read some Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Nietzsche? Yeah, that's some uh, some dense stuff to chew on right there. <laughs> is sure. it? Yeah. Maybe I'll get some intro books. Yeah. My next book I want to read, though, is a music theory book. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be super cool. But sweet. What other tips do you got for people getting back on track since we need to get back on track in this yeah, podcast? We got highly distracted. So we covered sleep, we covered exercise, we covered diet. Um, I don't know. You got anything? Not that I can think of other than, you know, 
whatever you're doing, just make sure that you're enjoying it. Cause if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to be able to sustain it for very long. Maybe doing like little things where it's like, um, I know a lot of people have trouble taking their supplements religiously Mm -hmm. where it's like, if you can take this, like you set an alarm, maybe you set four different alarms in your calendar, blah, 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 to take your daily magnesium this time every day. I feel like those little things are like uh, Jocko Willink and a lot of people talk about uh, making your bed every day, like doing things that really don't matter in the large scheme of things, but the little things do add up very quickly. So I do think they matter in that essence. Definitely. Yeah. And a good book recommendation for building habits, Atomic Habits by James Clear is a really good one. Um, One of the things that he talks about um, is you can make a contract between you either with yourself or between you and another person that states like, um, I will do this every day for X amount of days. And if I don't, I have to do this. Um, And then giving that someone to to hold you accountable for it. Uh, it's going to be very beneficial. That actually helps a lot. I did that. I've done that one a couple times. I'm doing it right now for something that um, I'm trying to cut out right now, cutting out a bad habit right now. Um, and it's been beneficial. Um, I would also say setting reminders on a consistent basis is something that I do. Um, I've been trying to get better with writing down my ideas and taking notes for things. And so I have a reminder on my phone that goes off three times a day to make sure to it. I have to actively go into my note taking app and go to, to like the quick capture page. I have to go in that at least three times a day, every time the reminder comes on, um, just to get myself in the habit of going in there and getting used to opening it up, writing something down, um, to make it a habit. And having someone to keep you accountable, I think it's huge as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Whether it's your partner, whether it's a friend, whether it's a boss, you know, if you have a really good boss, they're going to care about your personal life a little bit too, at least that you're doing well. Um, so if you're close enough with them, you know, maybe give them the contract and then you'll really have some motivation to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Yep. That's all I got. Uh, guys, make sure to check out our new zoom supplement. We have a new flavor, wild blueberry acai tastes real good. And it's real nice because it's more casual. So you don't need to, doesn't have that pre-workout taste or texture where it's like, you know, you're getting a little bit, you know exactly what you're getting, that pre strong pre-workout feeling versus this is more just like you can take it any time of the day besides, you know, maybe night and it's very smooth. Definitely. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to y'all on the next one. Peace. <laughs>